Welcome to D&D and D&D, the Dinner Party Role-Playing Podcast. I'm your host and Dungeon Master James Russell. With me today are fun people, Beth and Mike. Say hi, fun people. Hello! Hello. Hello. Do you guys ever have it where you try to open your mouth all the way and it doesn't, and you can't because your bones won't let you? Like lockjaw? Yeah. Do you guys have lockjaw? <laughs> you need to eat some citrus, Beth. Is that my problem? Yeah. I Sometimes when say... I'm driving, I, I you, you were like, say hi, fun people. And I was like, oh. Because I couldn't I open get a my click mouth sometimes where, where I have so what is it? It's like a TMJ or whatever. Is that what it is? Where you have like jaw pain? Too many mm-hmm. jaws. Is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have I that. don't. Well, usually for me, it's when I chew a bunch and then all of a sudden now my jaw is tired and then I don't want to open it up. But I don't. I've never had it stuck. It's weird. It's bad. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah, it's yeah. probably what will take me out. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a situation where you just can't, you need to open your mouth. A life and death situation. You can't. I can't. I guess that's most days. You need to open your mouth to keep yourself alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although if I am taken by um, a collection of humans who would like to roast me uh, like a pig, and they're like, open wide, we got to put the apple in, and I can't, it might then come it in handy. You. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we can't roast her. No, you know? that apple's crucial. This wouldn't be the same. <laughs> that, that apple that can that cannot serve a culinary purpose. <laughs> I, I I now I'm suddenly very interested in whether or not that is a real thing or if that was invented for cartoons because it looked interesting. The apple in the mouth. Yeah, because if I if I think about it logically, rarely is that apple ever dehydrated as if it has been baked. Right. So maybe it's there to um, kind of cut down on the dark reality of staring down the the burnt gullet that, of a pig. <laughs> yes, I, I suppose that could be a factor. Maybe people don't want to see the cooked teeth of an animal. <laughs> I never considered this, but this makes so much sense. Yikes. Pork jowls are delicious, though, so I don't know if there is some... Um seasoning or or flavoring that would go on um in the into the cheeks mm. but and the face which is a very delicious part <laughs> of the animal <laughs> the All right. face um anyway <laughs> <laughs> if we eat animals we got to talk about animals you know yeah. yeah it's true it's true it's true all right that's that's part of it um respect for the creatures we consume definitely um but yeah so today we will not be consuming anything, at least not together. Nope. Unfortunately, uh, as James has shared on social media, if you, I'm not telling tales out of school. Uh, if you follow him <laughs> at all, um, he he got got by by the COVID. It finally happened to to, to one, one of, of us. us. We made it a long time, but but it it, it has come to uh, the the extended universe of. of of dead meat. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and uh and partner properties. Um yeah. and uh the call is coming from inside the house for James right. Castle. Mm. Yes, because uh I live above his garage, uh it was not safe for Beth and Mike to come over here. So we are recording at a distance once again and we will we will once again be delaying um uh, a, a meal, a uh, shared meal, but we will have it soon and we will do that. This may, we don't know, hopefully everything uh, continues as it has been trending for, for James and he uh, gets well soon. 
Um, he's in good spirits today and feeling as good as can be given the circumstances. Uh, it may impact our season five recording. We don't know yet. So um, stay tuned for any updates on that. Um, obviously, he is a big component of that. And we need him to be well to use yeah. his brain and voice. Mm-hmm. Um, That's so, always James. He had that vocal surgery back in like yeah. season two. Mm-hmm. And now COVID. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, he got married. That was in the middle of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's really thrown some wrenches, and how dare how he? Dare he? <laughs> how unprofessional of him to be living a life outside of our podcast. I kid. But yes, we we will. Hopefully, he he's better, and everything will be fine. But it might not. We don't know. Why'd you things say- are shifting? <laughs> That's so yeah, dark. what do you mean? What Hold do you on, mean it might not? Vax, like is he di- is he going to die? Gonna dude? No, right. he, he's obviously he's... going to be fine. Okay, thank you for the clarity for <laughs> everybody. He may, he may he may be less fine longer than is convenient for my schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. He's not going to make it uh, to the next recording. (laughs) Yeah. Oh God. (laughs) It's like the the, the doctor from Simpsons where he just like comes and gives him the most horrible news. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh God. Everything's fine, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Prequel for now. Let's focus on that. What we can (laughs) Uh, the story that we can tell and um, after last time is really, really heating up. I loved last episode. <laughs> I, I was editing it and I was just like, this is just good. I just, <laughs> I, I hope uh, you listeners enjoyed it as well. We're going to keep it going. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of questions to be answered, I'm sure, for both you, Beth and Mike, and you, the listeners, um, as to what happens next so i guess we'll just get into it without any further delay do you guys have anything before we go no let's do this let's do it yeah when last we left you off you were betrayed by your uh new companion castian valmoriel who it turns out uh was working at the behest of some sort of um tree creature a bad a bad boy tree bad boy tree unreal um i do love an evil tree yeah what's that say about you what you got against nature my guy hmm i don't think it's that i have anything against nature i think i just like trees and want them in all forms in the story (laughs) good and bad hopefully they know so much more than us they have been around for so long their wisdom has turned into cynicism and therefore evil. <laughs> it's true. Real quick aside, I remember once at football practice in high school, my buddy and I were standing on the sidelines and he, and he just like looked over me. And he was like, man, those trees over there, they're plants. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> and... He was like, they're just really big plants, man. I was like, what is, did you get a concussion? (laughs) (laughs) He did, but not that day. Oh, okay. Was it afterwards or was it before? Before it was, it was after the tree comment, I think. Then he got a concussion. I don't know. We were, we all probably got concussions. He was probably dangerous sports. Looking into the future, you know, (laughs) through the trees. Yes. There was an evil tree or evil entity that was. Uh, inhabiting this tree, uh, however it um, ends up 
shaking out, uh, who seemed to be controlling Castian or, or um, in charge of him somehow. The tree revealed that Castian has been dead for a very long time, an indeterminate amount of time currently. Um, and Nils speculated that he is one of the vampires that um, you worry is has been in charge of this, this cult, this cult of the White Oak. The tree entity may be the White Oak itself. Katheria did determine that the tree was an oak tree, the actual tree itself, uh, through some investigation. And then, uh, yeah, you encountered this thing. It uh, gave you very little information, but very important information, um, especially to Katheria. It was her that they were after, it seems, that Cassian delivered the... There it is. There was the connection to the delivery meal. Um, oh. <laughs> Are you this the, for real? Yeah. <laughs> well... <Wow. laughs> It's like an I Spy game. <laughs> right in front of our faces that whole time. And yeah, he delivered you, Katheria, to it um, and said, that's that's the deal. Um, now you have to hold up your end of the bargain. I'm not Vietnamese. Uh, <laughs> now you are being held captive. You've had your weapons removed. But Jumbo has a hand free thanks to the bu- bug juice. Um, Praise but- bug juice. How, <laughs> yes. How he will use that, we don't know. Um, and uh, Castian called Katheria uh, Princess as the episode ended. Says, for what it's worth, Princess, I am sorry. We're going to get back into it now. The story is going to pick up moments later. You have been led out from the... Uh, oh, other details that you learned. The snow and ice that you that has been um, uh, falling over this, raging in this storm over over this castle, um, you believe to be somehow connected to dragon bits, um, thanks to the broken uh, hourglass that was confirmed to contain dragon scales. When it broke, um, those scales mixed with the snow um, and some ice uh, formed over the broken object. Uh, leading you to suspect that there is a connection between those two things, potentially even that the snow itself might be dragon bits. Can we, Um, can we make a a dessert that is called dragon bits? Yeah. I don't know why, but when you said that, I was like, that sounds good. It does sound kind of desserty. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have some dragon bits. Oh my God. Is this lava round two? No, dragon bits doesn't sound delicious at (laughs) all. It does. It's like caramely. It totally could be. You could use dragon fruit. Bits. like. Okay, this whole time. Yeah, like a shaved ice. We're doing like blood and trees and (laughs) vampire shit. And there's a dragon. And I'm guessing that it's being like torn asunder. And so the bits are like pieces of its skin. And you guys are like, hmm, sounds so tasty. Oh, people go to church and eat the body of Christ. It's it's like something similar. It's just with dragons. Oh, okay. You're right. There might be some transubstantiation going on. There's this. <laughs> Not, well, now, now I am challenged. Dragon uh, bits. Yeah, it's going to be dragon Let's, fruit shaved ice, right? I mean that that that's what immediately jumped to mind for me. I think that I think that sounds good. I like dragon. There's fruit. a guy on TikTok, by the way, who has discovered that you can freeze a bunch of stuff and then take that frozen bit 
to a um a zester and just like shave stuff down so he's been shaving down first it, it started with ginger and then it moved to garlic and now he's on like grapes and banana and peanut butter like whatever he can he'll shave into a little shaved ice delicious thing uh and i think that's what dragon bits should be there you go one of one of the restaurants i or i worked in um frozen shaved ginger all the time it, it i started doing that practice. amazing mm-hmm. yeah makes it a lot easier so much easier it smells great. <clears throat> um, doesn't smell great where you guys are in the world. Because of the dragon bits. I get it. Because of the dragon bits. Mostly because of the, the desiccated corpses that serve as your jailers. Oh. Um, right. Yes. Uh, the, uh, the, cult, the cult members seem to be made up of uh, uh, two different kind of groups as you guys are led into the greater structure of this castle. Um, you see that these these ghouls, these skeletons, uh, these corpses that are guarding you and animated by the evil branches make up one sect of the the forces here in the castle. And um, as far as you are aware, living cult members make up the other. There are patrols you can see of uh, the the orcish uh, type people that you encountered before who are kind of the rank and file members. It seems they, they are uh, moving in groups uh, around Um, as you uh, pass uh, along yet another courtyard, you can see that there's like a a larger platoon of them gathered uh, to do some sort of drills in this uh, maybe like a training yard um, that you're looking down on as you are uh, led to the dungeon all the while above you stretches the massive root system of the white oak itself. As you look up and you follow the path of uh, these roots up into the bigger tree, now you are close enough and within the storm that, um, Katheria, you can also see this huge, huge shape uh, of, uh, of the dragon that looms over this castle, uh, seems frozen. Uh, in place. Uh, the storm rages and whips around. Visibility isn't great, but you've you've somewhat adjusted to it, and the increasing frequency of the lightning uh, does make it so that you can see some some things. You also notice in the root, in the in the actual you know bark of the tree, those strange gaps that you saw before when the face moved, uh, the openings that open up into what appears to be a, a starry void, a, a, a space that reminds you of the moon room. Um, the bark shifts and creaks and these cracks open up, some uh, stretching even feet wide, uh, where you get like a really good look into space for all intents and purposes. Um, and when these do, you see these very disturbing uh, and almost otherworldly-looking spider-like creatures scuttle across the surface of the wood uh, and weave webs uh, of a a very like sickly gray color uh, over these patches, uh, seemingly trying to repair them. These spiders have long bent legs uh, that that seem too large for their bodies, and the way that they they move across. 
um, across the the bark hanging upside down or at strange angles. Gravity doesn't seem to apply to them. Uh, is just horrific. <laughs> it, it's it, it's gross. It just yes, it's an unsettling yeah um, sight. Everything around you now after this encounter, after your betrayal, um, I would imagine has you on edge. There's nothing now about this place as awe-inspiring as it is that doesn't make the hair on the back of your neck stand up. Um, And I think that everyone is looking for something. Um, You know, Navia is, is focused on these gaps, these openings. Her attention is drawn to them. Um, Kytheria roll. Roll insight. See if you can kind of get a sense of what, why it is or, or how she feels about it. Is that, is that your roll, that 19? Yeah, 16 plus 3, 19. Oh, wow. She's looking at these openings. Every time one opens up, you know, like you, you, you turn a corner uh, where you pass particularly close to within, within maybe four feet. Not close enough to touch, uh, but close, close to, to some of the white oak than you have been, closer to some of the white oak than you have been. Uh, and one of these uh, openings opens, um, and you notice that Navia steps back away from it. And it's not the spider, even though she has previously said how much she hates spiders. It was the opening that she reacted to. Hmm. She jumped back from the opening. It w- the spider came over after, and she kind of uh, settled back once it um, covered the opening up with its web. It was the opening that seemed to bother her. Nils, roll insight. See if you can see what your buddy is up to. Nope, six. <laughs> Can't see anything. Nils, I think you're distracted. I think that your mind is going a mile a minute of, um, you know, escape routes. Yeah. I think you're you're thinking, how are we going to get out of this? Um, yes. You know, you know that Majumbo's got a hand free. Seemingly, nobody else has noticed. Um, he's been laying low and hasn't made any move yet. You've clocked how many uh, guards you have. There are uh, six of these uh, corpses that are uh, guarding you. Um, And Castian in the back with Katheria. You're kept uh, a little bit apart. Not not so much that you're going in different directions or anything. But uh, there are corpses between you, the three of you, and Katheria and Castian, who are hanging a little bit further back. Um, okay. Katheria, you're being treated with a bit more respect. Yeah, I was going to ask if I was tied up, because I we didn't embark with me tied up. You're not. Okay. Uh, you're not restrained the way that the others are, um, though, that you, though you were made to give your staff to Castian. However, he, when he took it, it wasn't the forceful, you know, um, retching from your hands the way that it was for for Nils and everybody else. Um, it was more of a... It's the kind of taking you would uh, implement when dealing with a princess. Yes. <clears throat> yes. It was It was with respect, but a very, very much with the understanding of you've lost. Right. Um, so, you know, go along with this and you it might be, you know more comfortable for you. <laughs> <laughs> you're walking through the hallways of the castle. You're, you're, you're snaking through a, a labyrinthine path. You've kind of lost sense of where you are uh, in relation to where you came in, in relation to the church. 
it's unclear if they're taking you on a direct path or if they're purposefully trying to disorient you, but the sense, um, well, uh, let's roll, let's roll survival and see if you, yeah, and see if you guys can, I'll roll for the, the other guys too and see if you guys can, uh, keep track of where you've been. I rolled a two. Don't worry. Yeah, Nils is lost. (laughs) (laughs) No idea. Where am I? Where am I? What's other people doing? I don't know. (laughs) Nils is lost. Navia or... Uh, Majumbo, not much better with a six. (laughs) Two peas in a pod. Uh, But but the druids... Yep. Navia and Katheria have a better sense of where they are. I got a 22. Um, I want to have a conversation with Castian. Okay. I think the first thing she asks him after a very long silent treatment mm-hmm. is how did you know who I am? It wasn't anything I did, truth be told. I, I, I wish I was that good. And maybe at one time I was, but it was Lord Orothos actually who first felt your presence here in this world through his roots. Since we came here. I don't know how you came to this world. I I assume that your, you know, your order came through one of the gates, but it's presumably been a very long time since they were used. Um, In any case, he felt you first in the city. That's where he told me the direction to head in was in the direction of the, the city, but I came across you as you came out of the tunnels, and it saved me quite the journey, I will say. I, I wasn't looking forward to being so far from this prison that he's built for me. Would that have weakened you to be far from it? To be honest, I'm not sure. I, I, it's, I try not to think too much about the things that he's made me do over these years. He just kind of trails off. I'm curious, Castian. When you say years... How long has it been that he's kept you here? I don't rightly know. With the storm, it's hard to tell day from night. And after two or three centuries, you kind of lose track. That hits. Who really were those people that we fought when we initially entered the castle grounds? You claimed that they were your previous companions. But that can't be true. Well, that's the thing, princess, is that nothing I've told you has necessarily been a lie. I I was sent here by the council to put an end to the atrocities of Lord Orlthos, and I came with a party of fellow hunters whose task was to infiltrate this castle and, and stop his reign before it got to where it is now. What I didn't tell you, or at least wasn't completely honest about, was we failed catastrophically. All of my companions were killed. As their bodies fell, they were impaled by these horrible vines, and I was so terrified by what I saw. The the people I cared about had fought beside for decades turned against me that way i i just kept running until i found that church and what i thought was a, a route that could be destroyed that 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 was maybe the the 
the main branch. If I could somehow set it on fire I, I, and burn it to the ground to ashes, there'd be no more. But the closer I got, the it seemed like the more powerful he became until I felt its bite. And I know that you have some sense of what that feeling is like, and I've never been the same since. Well, I suppose the difference between you and I is that I am no coward who would allow that to happen to me. He, 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 he kind of laughs, and, and, and he says, there was a time I, I, I felt the same. I, I, if, if you think I haven't tried to resist this or find a, any other way out, uh, he just, that the will of that evil is too powerful. Katheria is starting to suspect that Plinther and Beetlemore's uh, guests may not be at this castle. And we came here for no fucking reason. Hey, everybody, Grussell here with a few quick announcements, and then we're going to get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the prequel series. Be sure to follow us on social media at DDDPod on Twitter and DDDPod on Instagram, or email us at DDDPod at gmail.com. Haven't said this in a while, but be sure that you give us a rating on your podcast app of choice. Spotify now has ratings, I noticed recently. So uh, if you are listening on Spotify, uh, be sure to go ahead and give us a rating that that you genuinely feel is appropriate. Although I hope it's a high rating. If you're listening this far in, I would think that you enjoy what we do. uh, And it would be great to help other people know that we do something that you enjoy uh, and give us a rating. So thank you. To those of you who have, and thank you to those of you who will after hearing this. Check our Patreon, patreon.com slash dndndpod, and uh, Beth's podcast, Your Art Friends, and all the fun things uh, that we do. Dead Meat, you guys know about Dead Meat. I think that's it for me, so thanks everybody, do what's fun. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You walk in silence for a bit, twisting and turning. Nils makes another attempt at trying to figure out where you are and evidently was not successful. Yeah. <laughs> per, the, per the game log and the survival. It's just a, a stray a... survival check in the middle of that conversation. <laughs> Nils squeezing his eyes, rubbing. He can't rub. Like he trying to orient the sun or, or whatever. Uh, but like, that oh, yeah, I know star was... maps. Fuck, we're downstairs. you have you have turned downstairs you've gone down several levels of stairs you've twisted through pathways it's Um, how cold is it probably not that cold though huh it's very strange there's a you you, as you move around you have this this mix of cold and hot got that root Um, heat root heat yes is the key it's unlike anything you would expect from undead because um the corpses themselves are lifeless, but the roots that animate them pulse with a a, a life, a, a, the heat of some kind of life. 
Castian is now you know uh, cold and lifeless, but you know as you pass by any of the the roots on the walls, you feel that heat. The wind and the snow is incredibly cold, but there are these moments of um, uh, just from the juxtaposition, it feels so much hotter, um, like a blast of fire every time you uh, you walk by one. The spiders spit cold. They are how, the how would we know thing. that? Oh, they when you get close, they when you themselves get close are to emanating. One, I thought they, they were are spitting. emanating a cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They don't. They don't like spit <laughs> cold magic. I guess like that. Yes. Clarification. Um, thank you. They are the coldest thing. And if you're if you're investigating temperature, icy beasts. Um, they are the coldest thing. And eventually, you get to what seems to be a pretty standard dungeon. Uh, it's almost disappointing. <laughs> uh, this was the dungeon of the castle as it was originally built, so there isn't anything um, particularly uh, odd about it. It is an underground room with no windows. Uh, it is uh, stone. There are cells with bar, you know, metal bars, and uh, you are led down uh, a, a center row with cells on either side of it. Your Led to a uh, a cell at the end that is a little bit bigger, uh, and all of you are put in put in the same cell. Hmm. Um, and as you're shoved in, there are three other figures in this cell. Wait, what? How? The first one you notice, Nils, is a very hulking, powerful figure. You know, it's hard to tell because the the cell is a little bit short. The, the the ceiling of the of the cell is probably only six feet tall. This creature has to definitely duck. Um, oh. Easy easy seven feet, maybe maybe bigger, but it's hard to tell. It's powerful, broad shoulders, muscled, and has a uh, piggish snout and tusks. It's a pigman. It's a pigman. He's a dinner guest. It's probably not. <laughs> Katheria is shocked. <laughs> she just came to the conclusion that this has all been a ruse. It's not real. It's just been like a trap for her to come here. Uh, and suddenly, no, there's the guests may be here indeed. The pigman is bruised, beaten up, um, but stands when you enter with a uh, snort. This, If we're imagining this as a cartoon, there would be a visible, you know, air shoots out of his nose <laughs> and uh, looms over you, Nils, just like you are a wide person. You are a broad-shouldered man. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy uh, easily eclipses you. Stands forward. His um, uh, hands are bound in front of him. Are our uh, hands still bound? You were unlocked when you were pushed in. Oh, okay. But his are still bound. Uh, and his feet are shackled together as well. His what, movement is very limited. What are they bound with? They're metal uh, shackles, but there's also a uh, like some sort of uh, glow, maybe a magical glow or, or a luster of a gem, perhaps. Um, okay, that is running through these me- these metal shackles. They kind of have a, a little bit of a well. Roll investigation, Kressel. <laughs> Oh no! I got a one oh and God. then a negative because I have 
negative one for investigation. I rolled a zero. That's so bad. Nils, so get I'm out of your own head. Yeah. Uh, you're shoved into the uh, into the into the cell by uh, one of the ghouls, um, and you, which causes you to bump into this huge pig creature. Uh, so you don't get a good look on the shackles as you as your face passes uh, passes them quickly, mm. um, and is smushed up against his uh, piggy chest. Uh, <laughs> smells very bad. Um, also, you have uh, there's a um, uh, a sl- something slick. Uh, on your face as you smush against his skin, it's oh. a, a mix of uh, of of sweat and blood. Uh, that maybe some partially dried blood. It, it's it's a little sticky. It's just Great. not not nice. Right. Um, as as you're pushed into this person, oh. uh, the other figure. You said there is, were three. Um, there are three. Yes, one of the other ones. The next one that you see is. A uh, in the back in the shadows um, is tied to the actual wall. The hands and feet splayed out. These are definitely uh, magic shackles. You can see that they have a glow about them. Um, this is an older, um, older man, uh, humanoid figure, um, a human or an elf. But right now you can't see who it is. His head is slunk down. Maybe he's a uh, unconscious or otherwise very very tired or or worn out um you can't see his face uh you see though uh elf ears right now just in this moment and we'll we'll get more in a minute but the last figure Katheria, you recognize oh she's not as dignified as last you saw her in fact uh she's clearly been physically hurt perhaps beaten or otherwise um uh, abused while in captivity. Um, but this is the dragonborn woman that you saw in the moon room in your vision. Oh. In your bubble. And who gave you the the morsel of food that made you have that strong memory experience. This is uh, definitely her. You you would, you would, even though you were drunk at the time, <laughs> you, you are suddenly immediately, like you look up and you see this face and you recognize it. Like this is that, that dragonborn person. It, does she see me? Uh, she does. Yes. Does and she, kind she of sm- react? She, yes. She kind of smiles like a, like a half smile and almost like a, in, in almost pained. Um, like she winces a little bit and holds her side uh, as she does. Um, and that is the scene. What do you guys do? We're Has still... Anybody- is Castian still there and the, yeah. the guards who pushed us in there, are everybody still there or have we been left alone? The ghouls leave. Uh, Castian lingers for a moment um, and uh, he says, there's still some preparation to do. Yeah, like more pillows maybe? <laughs> or any we more really provisions? Some pillows. You know, maybe a bed? Yeah. A straw is fine. I'm not expecting feathers. Yeah, I mean, in Hosk we treat our prisoners a little better than this. Very dignified. I've been in several Oscan jails, and yeah. they're just the best. You should really try it. And <laughs> there's just no response <laughs> to Majumbo's <Yeah>. nonsense. <laughs> but yeah, Castian, with that, just kind of gives you one last look, Katheria. And that makes me mad. He, he, he kind of lingers for a moment. You see, uh, once again, just the, the immense sadness that he's had, that you've noticed for the last, you know, several hours... Just this real pain. 
Man, I want to be mad at him. Katheria wants to be mad. But Katheria also sees that this is, this. he is a victim. He is not an agent of his own life right now. But she wants to be so mad. So she just looks back. Majumbo and Nils are, you know, maybe rubbing their wrists, doing that whole thing. Yeah. Um, I'm about to go introduce myself. So I go up to the big, the big guy and say, hey, it looks like, you know, sorry for bumping into you. We've already met, but not met, but you know what I mean? And then I uh, put my hand on his, I try to put my hand on his shoulder and you kind, uh, you, you kind of have to, you, you have kind to of have to reach almost. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, uh, and he tries to stand up to his full height, but he, he can't quite. Yeah. And you're, you know, you've only got, even you only have a couple inches of clearance. And uh, he tries to kind of hold a hand out, um, but can't because of the shackles. So he, yeah. he, he kind of bows and he snorts and grunts um, in what you recognize to be a language. You can't understand it. Okay. Um, While but it I... seems to be a greeting as best you can tell. Okay. Um, and then when my hand is on him, I use lay on hands and heal him for 11 Oh, nice. Because I noticed that he's bloody and and a little bit injured. Yeah, some of the color kind of comes back to uh, his skin. As best you can tell, it's very dark. Um, Yeah. You know, your eyes are adjusting to the light, but most of the light in this room is coming from the glow of the magic shackles um, uh, on the back wall holding the the man up. Um, Hi, I'm, I'm Nils. Nice to meet you. The dragonborn woman speaks, uh, and she says, Hello, Nils. Uh, this is Both, the hunter. Uh, he doesn't speak the common tongue uh, of your people, but I can tell that he's very appreciative uh, of your kind gesture to heal. Um, it's, oh, of course. It's very... We're very grateful to have a healer. Uh, they took ours uh, long ago. Oh, well, hold on one second. I walk over and... I guess she's also tied up. Like she doesn't yes, have a hand for you. She's right. also bound. Yes. So I'll put my hand on her shoulder and heal for 11 as well. Uh, and she's, oh, thank you. It's, it's so nice to have some relief. We've been prisoner here for weeks now. And Ugh. poor, poor Plintherin did everything he could, but oh. they were able to get those shackles on him. And, and he's not much without his magic. Plintherin? Plintherin? And you look over to the unconscious man being <laughs> held up by the magic shackles. And now you do recognize the the kind of uh, graying hair and uh, foppish good looks of, uh, or what were good looks of, of Blintham and Belamore. But he has been um, beat up pretty good. And uh, these these shackles are holding him uh, up against the, the wall. He's unconscious and can't lift his head. So it's uh, it's Majumba who goes over and kind of picks his head up and he says, this is this is him, our host, uh, our former host in the flesh. Uh, he, without his finery, I didn't recognize him at first. It's, uh... it's astonishing. Oh, no. I run over to him and do lay on hands for 13 <laughs> to heal him up. Hopefully it'll help him. Does that help him? It, yeah, it's enough to rouse him. Uh, he he opens his eyes uh, and he looks into yours, um, and he says, 
Oh, Mr. Hoskendauer, it's... I see you found my guests. <laughs> yep, we did it. So can we go home now? Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> what happened? I don't suppose you have any means of getting me out of these shackles. They, they're preventing me from using any magic, and I'm quite useless, unfortunately, without my magic. I don't know. I don't have any spells to do that. Katheria is upset. And confused, and didn't think anybody knew her here, and to have discovered that, like, the moment that she touched down in these lands, she was set on a path to be given up as uh, some kind of sacrifice based on her blood. So she's, like, not... Suddenly she's suspicious of everybody. And so Mm -hmm. she's looking at Plintherin with a distrust that she didn't feel before, because he's the one who set her on this path in the first place. So I'm trying to think, like, how the how the fuck she's going to handle this situation. Because she, she's got a lot of anger inside. <laughs> and that feeling's got to go somewhere. Before I even try to help you, how much did you know when we came here? Do you know who I am? I guess that's a, a fair question. And he, he looks over to the, to the Dragonborn woman and he says... Shay, I, th- I think we should probably lay it all out at at this point. I don't, I don't. If if we have any hope of getting out of this, we're going to need their help. And uh, the woman uh, says, "I suppose you're right. It might be easier for me to explain. Do do any of you um do you have any of you have any any food on you? That might be the easiest way to do it. We have some bug juice." <laughs> do we have any remaining? That's all. I I don't think we do. We have we threw away the crab meat. <laughs> I have um, rations, but I don't. I don't. Yeah, I've never ma- used it. Uh, Majumbo says all we have is these boot rations. It's all we have left. Do we it's- still have the fish sticks? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the fish sticks bad. I think are long gone. You would have eaten them in the uh, in the tunnels in the caves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So he hands over, he hands her some of your, uh, just your regular, you know, trail rations. And she does something, it seems with great effort. It seems it takes her uh, a lot of energy because she is bound by these, um, these shackles. They're not, they don't seem to be as strong as the ones holding Plintherin, but they're still, you know, glow with this kind of like purplish uh, energy when she tries to cast some magic on these rations. Um, and you can see, a little bit of what looks like uh, snow comes off of her hands. Uh-oh. Just a little bit. And it, and it almost looks like it hurts her to do this. And uh, it falls on the, on the food. And she uh, staggers. She's like, oh, with, oh, with, with these shackles, it's so hard to try to get any, any spell off even one such as this okay i'm okay Can't, what do i roll to figure out how to help her with the shackles because this is a woman who gave me a gift in the form uh, of that arcana? boba 18 plus 1 19 this is they're definitely magical and it seems that this is an item that is uh beyond your understanding no they're uh they're completely there there's no like break there's no lock there's no seam they seem to be a complete 
circle um, around each of her wrists and wrists, and they're they're locked together. They're stuck together, and you can't tell how. There's not a chain or anything in between them. She's just they're just stuck one circle to the other, um, and they're glowing with this. Uh, there, there's a band in the center of this this kind of purple energy. Uh, that glowed brighter when she was trying to use uh, whatever magic it was. You can't tell what school of magic it is or what kind of what kind of spell. It's it's bad. It's you get you get a bad bad vibe from that. Like purple magic. A uh, question about the purple magic: Does it relate at all to the um, the moon room opening imagery from the roots? You get a a. A similar kind of color palette, like and the lightning was purple. Like there's there's different elements of your of your surroundings that uh, that this kind of echoes. But we never figured out like an opposite element to that, did we? Right. Yeah. Uh, You're kind of still piecing those things together. But she has enchanted this food, and she says, "Please trust me that that we're we are trying to help you. We have been for." A very long time before before you knew what you are if 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 you do before we knew you who you are even we've been trying to help you this may this may be the easiest way to explain um both of you all of you please just take a bite uh Katheria looks at plintherin she's telling the truth it's uh, for a long time. I've had suspicions about your family's involvement in my world and and what it means. It's dangerous to have theories about something so important, and I could only trust certain people with this, and and, and Shazefrith is one of them. I, I know you don't have much reason to trust me, but please take the fact that we're both locked up as maybe we're both on the same side. I'll take that, and then I eat the food. And there's like a whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> and you are not in this room anymore. Okay. You are somewhere else. You are standing on top of a uh, a very, very high mountain. Uh, a very, very, very high mountain. It's incredibly cold. You oh. can feel the wind blowing. Um, and before you is this incredible temple. Un- unlike anything you have ever seen in your life like mountaintop temples are are not uncommon for you with where you're from being in a mountainous region but Mm. this this is something almost beyond comprehension the architecture is incredible the the scale of it is magnificent you're you're standing in front of this massive gargantuan opening um uh what what creature this could be built for you can't even you don't even have time for your brain to comprehend mm-hmm. um but walking around it are dragonborn and they and they all have some are uh more dragon than not and some are um more humanoid than not some walk on four legs and are just smaller some walk on two um and have robes and things um but it's it's just this this population of dragon folk going about um what seems to be normal kind of activity here there's it seems ecclesiastical there's there's um very it's very solemn religious mm. uh vibes and as you move you're kind of compelled 
to to move a little bit. You feel like you need to step forward, okay. um, and you see that there you're you're kind of mirroring the movements of another, like almost like there's a ghost over you, like you're doing a time trial in Mario Kart and you're following <laughs> your own. <laughs> yeah, um, and you walk up to somebody, and it's this the woman from the the cell, who uh, who Plintherin called Shazfrith, and you hear Plintherin's voice. Your Excellency, I, I have a theory. I think I need to talk to you about, but we can't do it here. Is there somewhere that we can talk in private? And then there's like another whoosh. Uh, and Katheria, you see that after Nils uh, eats this food, it's like it's like what happened to you when you were in your memory. Like you were, you're. He's still physically there, um, but he isn't. He's not. He is, you know, now in this kind of catatonic space you know, in this trance that was caused by the food. When Jumbo says, oh, well, if he's having something, I'm going to have some, and he grabs some, and he does the same thing. Um, Nils, you you feel another presence, but you can't see Majumbo. Okay. Uh, Navia looks at you, Kathiri, and says, Kat, I, this, is, this is all a lot. Are you, I, I guess it seems almost stupid to ask, but are you doing okay? Like, it's got to be your worst nightmare. It is. Do you think we can trust these people? I, I don't. Um, and I, th- I don't know if I can do magic. I don't know. They took our weapons. I think Kat looks at the dragonborn, whose name was said. Yes, Shaysfrith. Shaysfrith. Shay, she was called. Uh, and reads in her face that there's kindness there. There's compassion yes. there. I don't think she has to roll to understand that, that she does not want to harm us. And so I think she just sits down next to Nils, uh, picks up a piece of the ration and hands the other ration to Navia silently and i think silently she eats it and we eat it together uh and there's a whoosh and you are in this memory as well this memory uh that is evidently of plintherins now you're walking into uh looks like a study of some kind it's a it's an office like uh room there's a big desk there's uh shelves uh lining the walls full of scrolls very old tomes Rune stones, large, huge rune stones, uh, fill the room. It's almost like it's almost like a museum, um, and it's open air. It's open to this cliffside, uh, this mountainside um, view. Uh, there's snow billowing. It's still uh, cold, and you see uh, Shazfrith or, or the image of her in this memory uh, wave a hand in light of fire that you, you know, or the avatar you're inhabiting. Um, walk over and warm yourself by, uh, and you hear yourself say, thank you. Um, Shazfrith says, Say what it is you have to say. You know how sensitive this subject is. And you hear yourself say, If I'm right, then we may have been doing something horrible for centuries. I worry that the council has been led astray. The earth and our air doesn't need to be sacrificed. But we've led dozens to that place to, for that ceremony. It's, are, are you sure that it's, the writings have all been lost or, or destroyed by time or by evil? I wouldn't ask this if it wasn't the only way I could think to, to verify it, but do you have any way of, of contacting your, your patron? She reacts like aghast. You know... They were lost in, 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 the, in the war. They, they was, how, how could you even ask me that? It's, we haven't been able to access the full 
range of our abilities for, for, for generations because of, of their sacrifice. I think we need to go into the lands of Orthos and, and investigate what really happened there. And then everything kind of fades and fizzles away. And it goes back to the cell. Kat's got tears streaming down her face. And Blunderin says, I, I, I don't know what fate brought us together, but for some time I've been investigating your family, Katheria, and what their, their role is here. And we for so long in this world have believed that a sacrifice of some kind was necessary to keep the fabric of the universe together. The, 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 very, the very essence of what our worlds rely on to, to, to exist. Something never felt right about that for me. I, there are accounts of, of what your ancestor was, who he was, what he did, what he was asked to do, why he did it. It just, that didn't add up for me with, with what we know of, of, of the man and, and subsequent, you know, subsequent members of your family. They, it just didn't seem right. It, and and I, I, if there was any way to, to save these lives, it was something I wanted to look into. But the only way we could know the truth was to, I think, be there. And it's for that that I sought out Shaysfrith and her people, the chronomancers, to try to maybe go back and see what really happened. But to do that, we needed the power of the dominant dragon of time who fell centuries and centuries ago fighting a great evil called Yanaranthanius Argaranthium. It was said that, you know, this was the spot where that dragon was last seen and these lands were cursed and it's been so long since anybody's been here and centuries ago a, 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 Elite team was sent in to deal with it, and they were never heard from again. And the council, you know, lost their appetite for for any kind of connection to to that that war. They just wanted to move on. And I was dealing with bureaucracy, and it was something we had to deal with in in secret. And I assembled a a secret uh, a secret meeting with the remaining chronomancers and and uh, some other loyal folk, and unfortunately, we were found out. And that's when you all showed up. And I thought, you know, maybe we could get to the bottom of this together, and, you know, I, I could investigate things on my side and maybe help you help them. But I was taken along with, with Shaysfrith and and Both here, her loyal bodyguard, and while well, all of my co-conspirators have been brought before Lord Orlthos, and I just fear that they've been turned into into well them, and he indicates the guards that are at the head of the the hallway of dungeon of of, of cells here, the roots the root animated corpses this is probably a lot for yeah. you to deal with I'm and poor nils and majumbo you 
really have nothing to do with this. This is this is just bad timing, I suppose. Or good timing. Depends on the way you look at it. That who oh, That was the first positive thing that's been said like in this dungeon out of Nils's <laughs> and it comes out of Nils's mouth. And this whole time it's just building up, building up, building up inside of Katheria. And just just that like Maybe this is a good thing, actually. I think relieves a bit of that tension in a way that surprises her. Um, Katheria looks at, at Beetlemore and she tells him, I had an older sister and I never had the chance to know her. I didn't know that she existed until my mother told me about her. On my 16th birthday. What is happening to my family is wrong. What is supposed to happen to me is wrong. I don't need history to tell me that. I don't need to put together myths and legacies to understand that to be true. It's wrong. And if there is anything that I can do right here and now to correct that, to work together with you, to change that for my future, for my children's future, and for the future of both of our worlds, everything else doesn't matter. Well, there's nothing more I would like to do than try to help you, but I just don't know. I don't know how we're going to get out of this one. And then Majumbo says... Maybe we could try using this. And he holds up Castian's flower. Oh! Oh! This whole time, Gressel? Gressel, <laughs> you said that we got into the sh- into the cell and everybody's hands got untied. And I was like, oh, damn. Majumbo didn't have the chance to use his free hand yeah. for nothing. Yeah. What a missed opportunity. <laughs> and then you just said that. Ah! Oh. Huh. Yeah? I didn't know where that was going to come into play. <laughs> the hand. The free hand. The free hand. <laughs> the bug, the ballad of the bug juice, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the, bug, the bug juice. <laughs> the most important bar you ever walked in. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it was. And everybody kind of re all all the 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 three uh, uh, Fey people all react, um, like oh my god, uh, and um, my jump was like yes. I, when they shoved us all in, I, I was able to uh, sneak this away. I have a little bit of thieving skills in my background. You know, it's it's uh, not a part of my life I like to talk about a lot, but uh, you know, it's come in handy from time to time. You're a sly dog. I didn't know what you were going to do with it. I didn't have a plan, but you certainly did. Yes, but uh, here is where the plan ends. Uh, uh, I don't know what to do with it. It's, it's <laughs> fl- I've seen him make it make it into fire. Um, well, we don't want to burn everybody. I rolled a nat to- 20 on Arcana. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> He holds up this flower. I look at it and I, I, I scan it like a machine. 
Uh, I'm going <laughs> to get some more coffee while I figure out that next one. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you look at the flower, Cathiria, with a, 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 a intense focus, a renewed with all those feelings. You know, sense of purpose. Yes, all the feelings just in like, well, if this is your only way out, you're damn well going to figure out how to use this to get out if this is your best chance. Um, you see that... Uh, the flower is not like any flower you have ever seen before. It's almost as if it's made of energy. Um, it's as you get a closer look at it, it has a weight to it um, that you wouldn't expect, uh, but at the same time is light. Uh, it uh, has a kind of internal heat to it. Uh, you, you, it has a warmth that it gives off. It has a, a kind of... Uh, faint glow. Uh, it glows a little bit brighter when you take it from Majumbo to investigate it further. Uh, the petals have a movement to them, not not completely dissimilar from the movement of the in the bark of the white oak, where where it's um, just kind of swirling. Um, and you feel that there's definitely a power to this, a real real uh, power. You can feel uh, uh, all kinds of different magical energies within. It has the same kind of transformative feel that you recognize feels the way that your your wild shape shifting magic feels. It has the same evocative uh, energies uh, that you use when you call forth um, something like a guiding bolt. It has a, 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 a real power and weight, but at the same time feels incredibly fragile, like the slightest thing could overload it. I want to show it to Beetlemore. Beetlemore. Be- You're putting a T in there. Just want to make sure we don't... Bela. Beetlemore. I want to show it to Beetlemore and put our heads together as to how to use it to free him and the dragonborn woman from their magical shackles. That's my goal. That's what I want. Okay. But my very good role did not tell me, oh, it's a magic key. <laughs> it's not a key. Although perhaps it could be. Yeah, that, okay, that's what I do. I'm going to ask him, like, where does this come from? There's a noble family of some renown that comes from the, the south. They, they were a, a, a mid-major house, I suppose you could say, that was caught kind of on the the middle of of the war. You, I, I keep forgetting, it, it, it was so long ago, there wouldn't be anybody in your world who would have living memory of it, but there was a great evil that tried to, to take over the realms. Uh, it was partially your ancestor who helped to bring that conflict to an end, uh, but some... Uh, in in this world were were aligned with with what he believed and what he wanted uh, and uh, this house was was split the the Valmoriels. they they had a, a distant family relations to to the Argaranthiums and you know some claimed to to be descendants and and have have uh, have claims to their, some of their lands and some of their titles and it was an ugly thing but um the good ones uh, stayed on on the right side and became some of the most uh, fervent supporters of the council, uh, almost as a way to overcompensate. I I always felt it was a little bit too much, uh, you know. Dolph, 
don't protest too much kind of thing. Okay, okay. Um, they were known for their fabulous gardens, would imbue a lot of themselves into what they grew. A lot of that would be focused in these flowers that they would carry with them when they left their lands uh, as a way of reminding them of, of where they came from and, and the power that their, their house possessed. Then if this came from Castian, and he has been under the influence of the magics here for so long, of the magics of the White Oak, it would stand to reason that perhaps this would be imbued with some of that power itself. It's possible. It's, it's, I've never seen one of these that's been, that's this old, that's, that's, you know, that's been through so much. If, if, if it has grown and, and absorbed, yeah, like you said, this, I, I just don't know how to get it out. Uh, yeah, what, uh, yeah, how do I? I feel like, uh, here's my logic. I feel like there's resonant magics in the, in the purple lightning goopy bad, bad shit, and in this flower that I, I am uh, uh, suggesting that perhaps contains both light and darkness. I want to be able to, like, utilize the side of the dark magic to affect the dark magic and commune with the dark magic and make it go away. But I usually play um, rogues, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, cantrips. So do I just hit this thing against the... <laughs> just whack? <laughs> I whack the flower against the handcuffs? Is that what we're all waiting for me to just do? Just do There's- it. <laughs> There's uh, a shower of sparks uh, as though you hit a red hot item with a hammer in a, in a smith and everybody reacts as though maybe that did it, but it didn't. Of course it didn't. Um, <laughs> and uh, Plinthorne says, well, that was a good, a good try. And, and I think you are on to something that, that's in my research. I, I, I think part of what makes your family so special is a connection between, you know, all these different worlds and, and something in, in, your lineage that brings everything together. But, but I don't know if, if you as a second child, that doesn't seem to be the way the magic is strongest, but if we had some other kind of, uh, some other kind of conduit or some other kind of focus that focused powerful, the, the, these, these unpredictable magics of this place, oh. maybe we could, could harness it. I turned to Nils. Well, do you have an idea? Navia is kind of uncontrollable with her magic. We turn maybe. to Navia. <laughs> hold, maybe hold hands. And she's she's kind of been slinking back uh, away. Uh, you see her 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 arms are folded. She has her her back kind of to you, and and she says, uh, "I've been kind of putting the pieces together myself. I wasn't sure." about all of it until until uh, uh Plinther in here was t- was talking about all of the the connections and the the unpredictability and the and the the overlap and all these things in this place and I saw those the tears and in the in the in the wood and and that place that strange moon place that we were before and I think that's why I've been having these headaches I think that's why I've been I've been feeling this way and why my magic's been so affected. I don't think it's me. I think it's wherever that place is, whatever, whatever we're looking into when those, those openings happen in that tree, wherever we were in that moon room, it's, 
I think that's where magic comes from. I have a, a, a sensitivity to it, and, and, and if, I, if I can focus hard enough, I might be able to, to channel it through this, this flower and, and maybe focus really hard and, and use all of that energy in, in, a, in, a, in a more specific way and, and not, not so wild. I, I, I think I can do it, but, but I, I might... I, I just need your help, Cat. Will, will, will you help me? And this could go really wrong, and I might kill us all. We're dead if you don't try. Then let's try. And she comes over and she grabs the flower in your hand and she holds your hand. And she holds it g- very gently, very care- with a lot of care. And she looks up at you uh, and she says, one more experiment, hey? I smile. She kind of pulls on your hand. There's a moment where the two of you are kind of stepping towards uh, Plintherin where you're just holding hands and you have a kind of image that comes to your, your, your head, a memory. You don't know why. You don't know, you don't know if it's residual magic from the, 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 the memory magic that, that Chase Frith had, or you don't know if this is just real. There, there, there's conflicting feelings all around you, but you have this memory that comes to mind as you, as you step apart and you are holding hands and you're, you know, almost leaping towards this chance to make this work uh, of you guys just running, you know, together through fields and moon shadow and, and, you know, just, just, you know, before times. Mm. And you're in this moment as she smashes your hands together with the flower into one of the binders and there's an eruption of energy. And you all feel this. You feel this just huge burst of power. And you are suddenly somewhere completely different. You're in a, like, underground, like, gross... It's not uh, different at all. ...cave, almost. Like, instead of being in a dungeon, you're in this... It's earthen now, but it's it's it's... Uh, overgrown and it's covered in webs and vines and dead decay uh, is all over the the ground. There's a, a thick kind of fog in the air that, that is almost noxious. All of you experience this. And then there's a flash and you're in your world. You recognize that you're in your world. You feel uh, you're in like a it's a castle basement it's like storage like everything is normal suddenly like there's like crates and like you even see workers like you see like servants like getting stuff out of the basement like a guy like ho- 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 hoists a bag of grain over his shoulder and just walks right up as oh. if nothing else is going on and then you're slammed back into uh the feywild and this eruption of energy and it shorts the handcuffs and they open and fall to the ground and Navia kind of collapses back into your arms, Katheria. She's completely worn out, but seemingly alive and unhurt. Navia, you did it. She did it. She did it. I'm going to be honest. I thought that was going to kill us. I really did. I didn't. (laughs) And I hug her. You're free. All of you are uh, free, except the f- 
flash brought the attention of the guards who are now coming over to you and notice that the shackles are off uh, of all of the other prisoners, but it's blasted by a magical firebolt that uh, Plintherin gets off before the rest of you have to roll initiative. (sighs) D&D&D is a Moorpark Media podcast and a Spotify preferred partner. Written and edited by me, James Gressel. D&D&D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Bradloff, and Mike Sagan.